0: Hey there, Thick Thoughts! Ask and you shall receive, and by that I mean merch. Have you wanted to support us and look stylish, repping that Thick Thought look? Well, here's your chance. Visit teespring.com/stores/thickthoughts and view a nice catalog of hoodies, shirts, mugs, and more. You can proudly show that you are the thickest of thoughts to all your friends, neighbors, and that one dude that decided to use the elliptical right next to you when he has the whole rest of the gym to work out in. Again, that's teespring.com/stores/thickthoughts look fabulous and be the thickest of thoughts and now on to the episode Welcome to the Thick Thoughts Podcast. My name is Ellie and I'm joined with my lovely co-host, Sarah. <laughs> uh, and today we have a wonderful, beautiful guest, Moxie.
1: Hello.
2: Or treat yourself good,
1: right? Treat yourself yes. good. Yep, that's true. Um,
2: Moxie, Ellie and I, and I hung out in New York City during the New York City meetup one day. And Moxie is the most genuine, handsome, wonderful, just genuine, did I already say that, person ever. And I'm so glad that you were able to record with us today.
1: Shucks, you're making me blush over here. (laughs) Hey.
2: Hey. You can call me anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. (laughs) I
0: think Ellie hates when I say that because she doesn't.
1: Have you heard that saying? Oh, yeah. We, okay. you know, we don't we don't do late for dinner no no not at yeah, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway so uh,
2: do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey and uh you know what brings you to 2019
1: <laughs> oh, well it starts way back 1983 no um let's see <laughs> yeah what's my what's my journey um I was, uh, I, and I, I listened to this podcast, too, so and, and being part of the Instagram community, it's always amazing to hear people's um, stories, and so many of us are the same, which is, like, I was always a large human. I was a, I was a large human, and um, I uh, have all of these pictures in my, like, photo album from being a kid of, like, me, like, doing, like, ballet as a large human, looking like the Blind Melon, like, Bumblebee girl. Um, you know, at the time, and, but I was never, like, particularly upset about it, um, and I never really let my, um, I never let my size hold me back from doing kind of any of the things that I wanted to do uh, until after my um, my kiddo was born, and um, I had this moment where I came home from work, and I was exhausted, and uh, they asked me if I could play with them outside and the most I could muster was sitting on the couch and watching them in the yard and I was like fuck no I can't do it anymore um and so started to make some um kind of mental preparations for a lifestyle shift um and then um and then started to kind of test the waters with some um some diet changes. And, and then in August of 2017, I had um, the r um, uh, bariatric surgery. And then since then, it's just been this flurry of everything in my life looking completely different, um, which has been exciting and, um, and fun. And I had no idea that once I like, overturned one stone, I was not going to be able to stop that process from happening.
2: Can you talk about like what are some of the um stones that have overturned them? yeah
1: so i um part of part of um anyone who has like followed my account um or before you know i t- i do i talk a lot about like reproductive health care reproductive health care justice, and um I spent ten years working um for Planned Parenthood of northern New England as a senior operations <laughs> manager. Hi! 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 Thank you Love. For service. Thank you so much. Wonderful organization. Part of me, like part of me, on a cellular level, I have an IUD tattoo. That's how nerdy I am about um, reproductive healthcare. Um, but what I recognize, I so <laughs> people are like, is that an anchor? And I'm like, kind of, but it's like a no-baby anchor. <laughs> stuck up in <gasps>
2: Now I'm going to call my IUD my no-baby anchor. Yes. Oh God, really I like nice. that. I like that a
1: lot. Um, yeah, and I just recognize that, like, it, I was on the road. I was traveling a whole bunch. I was eating out. I was eating fast food all the time. There was all these things that I just – I couldn't continue to like show up, at, prioritize um, this work that was incredibly important to me and show up at, at hundred and eighty um, when I was recognizing that actually I needed to like carve off a good chunk of my for myself um, uh, so that I could actually invest in doing the, the work this, this work. Um, and so I ended up making like the second hardest decision that I've ever made um, other than the decision to make a tiny human with my body um, which was to leave, you know, this job and career that I absolutely adored, um, and throw a little bit of caution to the wind and say like, okay, I want to be home at, you know, in the evenings, I need to be able to cook my own meals. I need to be able to like prioritize my, my health and my wellness along the way. Um, so I have shifted then, you know, from, um, shifted from healthcare into higher ed and doing some, um, personal leadership development, um, coaching, which is lovely because it allows me to kind of tap into all of these things that I gained along the way, but um, it allows me to actually prioritize, like, getting to the gym, and I'm going to say meal prepping, but we all know what that really means. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, protein bars in your pocket, that's what that means. Right? Yeah.
2: Wait, just a sidebar, I work in higher ed also. I
1: don't know. Oh, look at you. What do are, what are you do in higher ed? I... Make sure people have a place to live. Oh, cool! Yeah. I'm a uh, I'm in in, in in admissions at the moment, um, which Ooh. means I professionally take people out from co- for coffee and uh, a good old chit chat. Love it. Nice. Yeah. I um,
2: think Ellie was gonna say something. Yeah.
0: We- <laughs> Um what uh so what led you to well when you you mentioned that you're you know not being physically able to like hang out with your kid was one of the reasons why you decided to have your journey what kind of surgery did you end up having, and can you explain why you came to that decision
1: yeah um i I went to my first weight loss um surgery seminar like ten years prior to that um and i started through the going through the paperwork and started working through the process and i and i stopped and i did that maybe four times over you know over that like 10 year period when i was kind of in my early 20s and there was just something that just felt like it and i'm like a i was like a pretty well put together person i could like manage multiple health centers and all of these things but for some reason when it came to prioritizing like what i actually wanted I couldn't pull my shit together. Like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get that packet in. I couldn't do all the all the prelim stuff and I think when I think back on it like I wasn't ready. I was still I was still out there living my best life and I think if I had actually gone through having surgery at that time, I'm not sure I actually would have committed to the actual lifestyle changes that I would have needed to um for it to be sustainable for me. Um and so with this this last time You know, I, um, I started, I actually started grad school and I started therapy at exactly the same time, which is, um, in seems appropriate (laughs) because well, you know, let's just, just dive right in. Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. Um, and, and started to really kind of wrestle with like who am I in the world? And like, what do I want to be doing? And I thought I was going to therapy just to do the prelim, like check the box on the prelim for my bariatric and ended up like actually, yeah. And I'm still in therapy now. I, and I would say to anyone, you know, um, very proudly I'm in therapy and I think everyone should be, because we all got, we all got some shit. Um, uh, that, that I was, I was actually recognizing, I was ready to start doing some of the work, some of the, like that, why work um, uh, you know, w- you know, why is it that, um, you know, my body was the way it was, what were the things that kind of, what were the things that were catalysts to my life being kind of the, where it was and how, how did I want to start to map that to change? Um, and so when I was looking at the different, you know, procedures and things like that, um, I'm kind of one of these, the, you know, in the way that, they, that my program talked about at sleeve versus, um, you know, the, the bypass. Um, they were like, well, you could do the sleeve or you could do the bypass. Either is a good candidate, you know. But you know, there was a kind of this go big or go home mentality, and I was just like, oh, okay, let's do the bypass. Um, and I think it probably my experience would have been the same either way. Um, but I was happy. I was happy with my um, with my choice, um, although it hasn't been hasn't been easy, as many of us know.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Um, Something that you said that I want to like touch back on it's because it's something that I can relate to. You said like, you know, you had this professional career that you felt like successful in and like other areas of your life that you were doing well in. And then like, I know for me, like I felt like basically, I mean, I don't have my shit together, but I felt like I was doing pretty okay in all areas of my life except my physical health and the decision to have surgery was like almost like okay once I have surgery and lose the weight then like it'll all be fixed <laughs> not not necessarily all of it but um mm. do you at all like uh, just like feeling like you know you have mo- like you have these areas there are together but you've always had this like physical health oh excuse me aspect that um you've struggled with yeah, yeah I mean me- I
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think that, you know, my narrative has always been, you know, I think I feel like my narrative has really been that that I never let my my size um, hold me back. And I think that that is true. But I also was aware of like, acutely aware of my limitations. And I think some of the things that I didn't expect post surgery and post kind of my body being differently being different now, is how much emotional labor and like, how much emotional labor I was doing as a large human walking in this world uh, that I didn't realize I was doing. You know, like when you're in a restaurant, a busy restaurant, and you like have to go pee and you're like mapping your, like how you're going to walk so that you have the spaces you're going to fit in Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, or like be least disruptive or like um, any outside furniture at any restaurant ever is the fucking devil, right? (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Oh, like my
1: God.
2: Evaluating the structural integrity of every piece of furniture you ever
1: sit on. Everything you ever sit on. And you're like, and your friends are like, oh, my God, it's like so lovely. Let's brunch outside. And you're like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very pale. I can't be in the sun. I will break that fucking chair is basically what you're what's going on <laughs> in your head. Um, and I, yeah, I just didn't realize, I think at the time, how much that was impactful and, and, and how how those things actually don't go away i still do them i still oh, yeah. like you know i'm still doing that and i'm still surprised now you know when my body fits into places that it wouldn't have before and i find myself like you know there is um there is there is thin privilege and that is that's real and it makes me i, I like it pisses me off it makes me angry that i um, that people treat me differently than they did because I'm the same pretty I'm the same volume of rad as I was, you know, 185 yeah, you mm-hmm. pounds ago, uh, and just a little lankier volume of rad. Like so, you know, it's it's hard for me as I was like I really dove into that into the like bo bo body positivity um, uh, world and and like really challenge myself to love myself as a larger human and you know what is it you know what is my what is what is my role in that now that my body has changed and how do i continue to show up like in those spaces you know with with now a different mindset and, and a different set of like i now understand the the emotional labor you know that people are doing um you know within that world as well so how do i like be the best kind of host and advocate that I can be um mm-hmm. to other other beautiful bodies it, it, regardless of where they are in their journey or regardless if they're on a journey like right I, yeah. I just I just fall I fall in love with everyone I think everyone's sexy y'all, y'all like <laughs>
2: yeah um so something that we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes and I think you would probably be a good person to talk to about this is like but the concept of body positivity and there are people in like the body positivity community or the um oh, i'm trying to think i think i forgot the other descriptors of it but who say that anyone who's had weight loss surgery like because you've had weight loss surgery you are like uh it disqualifies you from being body positive positive. and something that ellie and i have discussed and i know my like true you know in my heart what I believe is like if you are happy in your body and you you know celebrate your body regardless of what size you are and especially with whatever size you are then you know you. I just I guess I'm gonna throw it back to you because I'm like losing my train of thought but um (laughs) do you think that I mean obviously you were in a very body positive person and still are do you think that they are mutually exclusive? Or do you think, like, what do you say to someone who says that because you've had weight loss surgery, you cannot be body positive?
1: Yeah, I, I I have been, I've been wrestling with this one for, you know, since, since before I made my decision to have surgery, because I, I, I on one hand, like, totally understand, I, I see, I see and value the, like, need for really intentional space for people, to celebrate, you know, who they are. So, you know, it's, you know, you have the, the, the body positive community, you have the queer community, you have like, you have very intentional space in which outsiders are often welcomed allied voices, but have to be very careful about the space they take up in those worlds. And so I, I, I definitely felt like I went through this phase of feeling like I was a body trader to the body positivity that I like, but I, that I was standing in solidarity, and at the same time, I was actively working to change what my body, what my body looked like, and how, you know, and my body in the world. Um, and I think where I have settled is that um, I don't think I, I think that it's important that that space is there, and that we that we are celebrating kind of like fat bodies are good bodies. You know, um, that is that I believe that. Um, and I don't believe mm-hmm. that being, you know, having a fat body means that you are unhealthy or any of this, any of this narrative that like gets fed to us. And, and, and I'm also super con- cautious and conscientious of like the diet, you know, I'm air quoting like the diet industry. There's so much, um, there's so much there that is written or spoken in a way that is kind of uh, that, that, that puts big body into the bad category and small body into the good category. And honestly, if it wasn't for the work that I did in the body positivity movement and the like things that I did to challenge myself, like I really like fell into it. And like, I bought my first bikini. I was wearing crop tops. I was naked. Uh, there were more pictures of me naked in public when I was over 300 pounds (laughs) than I have now people have said like when I do comparison show me the receipts (laughs) I know (laughs) know. know. they're like uh you know dang you had a lot of naked pictures of yourself out there and out out there in the public (laughs) and I was like yeah because like I was just love I was loving this shit um and I actually think what I did is I loved it so much that I was like Fuck, I wanna be in this body for as long as I can and I wanna continue to see what the hell it can do. And and it wasn't until I like totally fell in love that I like had any actual path forward to do to like to do this other part. And that won't be everyone's journey, but that was that was certainly that was certainly mine. Um, with that I got kinda hooked on the like, all right, what else can I do? Um yeah. this? Mm-hmm. This can I do this? Um, and all of that came from like loving, loving my, loving myself at my largest.
2: Oh, Moxie, I love you so much. Oh
1: my um, gosh. I love cause... you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
2: uh, sometimes, or, Ellie, I don't know if you have a question or. If I, no, continue. Okay. continue. So, uh, so something that we sometimes talk about is, um, you know, before I had surgery, I did not hate myself. Like I. I, I I, like joke that I was maybe a little too confident. Like I was, I was into my body. Like, and I fucking like, you know, uh, um, some my motto is like, you know, if someone asks you to sit on their face, you sit on their fucking face. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) they know what they're signing up for. Okay. But, um, do you have any advice for, and I think a common misconception is that, um, if you elect to have the surgery, or maybe, I don't know if it's a misconception, but people who have the surgery, sometimes these people think that this is a pathway to loving their self. And I think that what we've seen with like the guests that we've interviewed, but also just um, the relationships that we have with like people, other people in the Instagram community is that like this surgery doesn't build confidence and self-love as much as like, it just doesn't. And so do you have any advice for people who are like, on a path of loving themselves? Because in my, for my experience, like my journey to self-love, it was like a journey. It wasn't like a a switch that I flipped. Um, So do you have any like advice for people who are trying to love
1: themselves? Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you look at anything, any sustainable change, whether it's like change within an organization or change like on on doing something like this, I'm kind of, anything that's motivated in like, in hate or in disgust or any of these things like that the, the 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 things that are motivated out of negativities rarely have like a replenishing um sustainability like anytime I and I I think too like when I think back on the countless amount of times I tried to you know I was on diets my entire life and I I I was put on diets as a as a small round child um and and then all the way through And they, I, I could never, you know, I get a little energy going with it, and then I would fall off the wagon because snacks are really tasty, or like something would happen, or like there would be something really emotional, and so those, they, but they weren't, those changes like weren't founded in, um, in in kind of in positivity and love, and I think when I finally um, was able to to determine for me like what is my big why like. I want to be a bomb ass parent who is like playing alongside my tiny human and not just watching them grow up. And I want to see like what I can, you know, what, what else this vessel can do and where it can carry where it can continue to carry me because I love it so much. That is what continue to be able to like fuel the next thing. And I think for me too, like I, um, I started when I first started making diet changes. Um, so before I had surgery, like in February in two thousand and seventeen, I started um I switched to eating keto. and um I started my Instagram account around that same time, in part because I had tried this so many times and had failed that i and but i that I didn't want to like fail publicly in front of like my friends and family. You know, using my personal Instagram account, so I started this separate Instagram account, and what I didn't expect there's two things: one, I certainly did not expect to um, develop a like community of people who I very much consider like my friends um like in real life and and on the interwebs. Um, but it gave me this place to like count and like shout out the like my wins no matter how obnoxiously small they were and so like and I still feel like I do that I'm like look at me I'm having a protein bar and it's so yummy yeah 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 you know like it's like <laughs> yeah you got a you got a song so there's that um yeah right and so I could and, but I could do that without like a like feeling like I was being a burden to anyone else on you know on this like personal feed but I would then I was also getting like you know I was getting again more positive reinforcement from the people who are like, "Dude, I'm having a protein bar and I'm singing a song um and and found that I had a lot more in common. and we could we could be like really nerdy in this community in this space about like not only like processing the hard stuff, but also like a lot, I think of what I've found is just like building off of that positive momentum. And so I think without know i think without that without routing and positivity and without being able to like committing to doing the hard work and for me that was was actually for the first time like doing going to therapy and starting to like dig into my like some of the deeper whys and where i came from and how i process um and making that intentional time for me um i think that was that combination that like helped me to stay really really accountable and I think you know we hear the horror stories that we probably hear of like it you know you're gonna the surgery and everyone's gonna fail and blah 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 blah, blah. like all that that like kind of narrative that we hear about weight loss surgery. I I often wonder if like you know our some some of us are gonna stumble along the way and that's okay we can get right back up. Um, and some of us um, are not really re- ready to do that deeper work, or maybe we're maybe we haven't found a way to like dig into the to the strengths that we bring to the table in it um you know as we're going through and so you know i'd say for anyone who hasn't had surgery yet or like is contemplating that like now is that time to like kick off that starting to do that work starting to ask yourself the questions but also starting to say like hell like what are my hell yeah moments that i'm having now and how do i like build on those Right. You
2: gotta, I, you gotta
1: I, treat yourself good. Yeah. <laughs> On brand. Keep
0: it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, I have to like agree with that a hundred percent because I'm somebody who is never fully ever confident. And I say this very like openly because there's a lot of people that reach out to me and they say that they're like, well, I was never confident before. I'm still not confident now. I'm still trying to find my footing and where I am. And, and I like, I, I, am that person so i i do feel that like before i went ahead and i jumped into this that i should have done a little bit more digging in there and i'm I'm happy that you said that because now i'm gonna go back to therapy and talk about those (laughs) those reasons why you know just so i can boost myself up but um speaking of confidence and all that kind of stuff you know after uh weight loss surgery was there i know
1: that you were dating i believe correct yeah so some of the transition stuff that's like happened in my life has been um uh making a hard and mutual decision with a with my my uh, kiddos um father to separate from our partnership which um was kind of long-standing um long-standing and ethically non-monogamous for um i don't know 10 years prior to that relationship um ending and so um yeah i've started dating as like a solely polyamorous person in the world and that's terrifying and exciting and terrifying <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so I think like pr- when,
1: yeah oh sorry go oh go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say but uh, you know so my, you know, I I used I dated I I definitely I dated before, you know, as a um, heavier uh, person. But this is a totally different ball game. And when when we think about when I even when I think about like the confidence that you put out in the world, like I feel like I was far more confident as a you know as a 300 plus pound person because at least like at that moment you're like, if you're on a date with me, like you know I'm big, like, and you're here for you know you're here because you're into that. And now I feel like there's so, there's so many more anxieties around, like, engaging with, with individuals who, like, I, I've often said, like, I feel like I'm fin-presenting. Um, <laughs> right? Does that feel, does, does that feel that familiar makes, to you guys? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We
2: finally found the phrasing for it. Yes. yes. Well, we talk about sometimes, like, how you wish you could, like, let other fat people know that you that that you're like fat on the inside then presenting is
0: like beautiful that's
2: perfect
1: yeah it feels that way because then i feel like i'm like i know i have this i have all of this experience behind me and like uh i know what i look like with my clothes on but also like i take my clothes off it's a totally different story my my roadmap is clear (laughs) and i don't (laughs) when, when my clothes are not on so i'm always like I don't know. Do I have that conversation? Do I not like, ah, like what does that look like? And I've, I've found myself like, I, I definitely find myself attracted to some of the other kind of Instagram accounts of people who are navigating that same space. Cause I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a weird place. Like do you let them know that you
0: can't eat that you eat the size of like a baby or like, do you not let them know that? Do you let them know that I have loose skin? Do I not let them know that? Do I let them know it's it's a weird situation i agree mm-hmm.
1: have yeah. you like had
2: to have like a converse- like have you f- been far enough into um something where you've had to like have the conversation i've done or, it. Like, a couple of or like have you felt of- the need to
1: yeah i I've, I've done it a couple of different ways like um you know i've i've been um kind of dating different you know yeah humans like humans um mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some where I've like let off in the first date or even prior to the first date being like, so there's this thing. Um, And like talking about a little bit about like health journey. And there's been some people that we've just gotten there. Um, I had one date where like the the volume of food was an issue. Like, are you not hungry? Are you feeling okay? There was like so many questions and I was like, okay, well, all right, I'm just going to say this thing. I'm going to say a thing. And here it is. and some people have a lot of questions, and some people, you know, some people don't. There's been a few times I've like I've had partners where too, like I haven't needed, I haven't said anything, I just haven't said anything about it at all. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to be naked with me, this is that's this is my naked. Here it is. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> hey, and I, hey. I think about you, Sarah. I think about you doing that. Like, well, if he dies, he dies. Like, yeah. like <laughs> if he die, like, who's gonna complain if there's like a Ex- like a like a a, a, a naked human up on top you,
2: so right yeah and um <laughs> Sorry, <Mom>. <laughs> yes <laughs> and I've so <laughs> I've been on a few dates and uh like I guess I'm lucky I guess I'm lucky because you know I I have what I would consider like some skin that is like not as taunt as it was when I was almost 300 pounds um but it's not as like I don't know if quote unquote bad as what other people have. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I probably need to have the conversation, but also like, um, like the, uh, I <laughs> fuck it. I hooked up with this guy and I didn't really say anything. And, but all in my experience, like you're getting hot and heavy with someone and they're like feeling you through clothes, usually sometimes for. And so to me, it's like, if he didn't like what he was feeling, uh, you know, like, I feel like also people, I th- I think stereotypically women think a lot more about, um, at least, and for me, like women think about their bodies more than guys think about, uh, it when they're like in the heat of the moment, if that makes sense. Um, I but,
0: think it's because we're yeah, conditioned I, to do that from like, birth (laughs) you know
1: right 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 um but yeah I'd agree with that
2: but um yeah so I mean I didn't have the conversation then we had breakfast the next day you know because I'm a lady and uh um I was just like hey uh so fun fact uh I got a bunch of my stomach removed and he's like oh okay and that was it and then he he was like yeah I was fat in high school (laughs) I'm like cool
1: isn't that so funny, though? I've had a number of people that I've gone on dates with who, like, they haven't had exactly the same journey as me, but they've had very similar. Like, I don't know. Is it that we're just still attracted to the same, like, same nerdy, like, all humans that we've ever been attracted to? Um, so, so I kind of find myself, like, I'm still dating almost all the same kinds of people. And the, like, one time, well, I mean, there was, like, one person that I like dated who I would have considered like this would not have happened prior to me losing weight and it was hot it was it was actually more challenging for me being with that person because I like had I had like dreamy eyes and being like oh but they're just so like and it took a really long time for me to rectify like what the fuck they were doing with me and they had to do a little work on my behalf, which I didn't intend. But they're like, I'm with you because you're hot and amazing and funny and all these things. And I'm like, oh, no, stop it. And then I, and by the end of that, I was like, oh, no, I'm hot and funny and all these things. All right. I got, I got you. I, I see what you're seeing. You know? But it takes a minute for you, I think, your head to catch up. Um, oh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, I, I'm in the camp that believes that, like, I think people who have been fat in their lives – are more interesting. I know, I know. It's not like the politically correct thing to say, but like to me, like but nine times out of ten. But it's true. If someone has been fat or is fat or bigger or however we want to describe it, they are inherently more interesting. But uh, it's because we yeah, have to right, bu- anyway. We
0: have to build a personality to like block people out from like hurting us.
2: You know what but I mean? I, like I say that, but I also don't want to like. I don't want to like just inherently hate thin people no you know what i mean but but we've all had that person in the in the in the group uh like group project
0: that like gets away with because they're they're cute they don't get to do half the work we've all been there
1: you know what i mean Mm, well yeah like we said thin, thin privilege thin privilege is real and i think what's funny to me for me right now is that like i've always been i've always been i've always been the loudest i'm tall i was I was, I was as tall as I am now in sixth grade. Um, I was like, I'm tall. I moved a ton as a kid. Um, We were a pretty transient family. I went to 13 different schools. So I was like always the new kid and I was always large. And so there were like certain parts of like my personality. I know like very clearly now were developed out of like these parts of myself. And it's, I, I don't know how familiar this feels to you, but like, it is, I remember feeling like it is so easy to be the largest person in the room and be the most invisible person in the room. Mm -hmm. And like, that's real. And I, so I, and I think I said very early, like, fuck that noise. And so I, I was, I refuse to be the invisible person. So I'm, I am loud. I like, I lack, um, filter between my brain and my mouth. Um, I like, you know i'm i am animated and all of these things it's ridiculous and um and those things i think served me so that i what those were the parts of my personality that i wanted people to re- to know me by and now it's like i'm all of those things and i have this thin presenting body and so i think i can come off as like a little fucking extra <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm working on like, let's go ahead and dial it back a little bit, Moxie. Like, you don't need to be sitting on the bar like with a baseball bat. Like, that pe- people don't need that, um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I mean, um, I personally need that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, right? Uh, so, it, and like, it's this really weird that, that what I'm learning right now, too, is that like, I guess it doesn't really matter what your body looks like, but it's the confidence in which you walk the world. And i that's what I've been hearing now, like, recently from people. I've I moved to a new area, and I'm just now, like, developing a new group of friends. And what I keep hearing is, like, damn, Moxie, like, I heard about you. And I'm like, what? This is small town, Vermont, so we're not talking, like, people in yeah. a big city. It's a small town, Vermont. It doesn't take long to, like, for people to know you. But, like, um, that, you know, and what I was like, oh, yeah, you just walk in, and you just tell people, oh, we're friends now. and then And then we are. And then uh and then here you go and we're having a great time and I was like yeah no yeah we just that's what that's what we do like why would we do anything less than that um and why wouldn't you be friends you
0: did that to us in New York I'm remembering this right now you're like you are my people I'm hanging out with you for the rest of the day hi I'm your friend now and I was like yay I am cool oh
1: yeah you guys are oh yeah I do do that that. yeah I do that and then internally I'm going I hope everyone here likes me uh, like, so it's like, it's
2: but don't cold. we all do I feel like we all feel that like I, I think that's a human experience unless you're uh maybe a little um like it is I don't know but yeah I uh, yeah <laughs> do you think that like it's like that sorry continue no I, I was gonna relate it to a meme that meme that there's a meme going around that's like um you're when your significant other stops touching your foot for three seconds in the middle of the night, and you wake up and you're like, "Are you my me? I was like, but anyway, go ahead."
0: Um. So, like, one of the things that we talk a lot about, um, on the podcast is like personality types. And do you think that like, some a lot of people like we challenge them in the early stages of the the podcast, and we challenge people still to this day. Um, if you want to go ahead and do like your personality test online, like you could just look them up. They're they're free. Um, do you, do you feel that you, your personality has changed? Because what a lot of people f- find is that they'll either, they'll switch to a different extreme of what they used to be. So do you think that you were more introverted before and then now you're like super extroverted or do you still find yourself like you were just always extroverted?
1: Oh no, I think I'm just like extra, extra, extra all the things that I was. Now. <laughs> no, yeah, I am like, I'm a, I've always been a super Um, super introvert. I mean, yes, yes. I'm a very introverted person. No, I'm not. I'm a super extrovert. (laughs) I am like, um, I am a super extrovert. I am like, uh, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big personality. Um, And I like people. I like, I, I generally like everyone I meet until someone gives me like a really significant reason not to. And so I just assume I'm friends with everyone and like, um, and, uh, and just, and and have terrible, terrible FOMO, um, which is, you know, that's one of the reasons that these meetups are so great and why we all, like, travel massive distances to go to them because, like, none of this stuff can happen without us being there. Like, it wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, no, no, I don't – I think, if anything, it has exacerbated, Um, you know, my – I'm an ENFP, and I can't remember what all of those things mean. Um, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty extreme version of that. Um,
0: You're extroverted, intuitive
2: feeling and perceiving.
1: Mm.
2: Yes. I I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Elmo, um, you're going to a weight loss surgery meetup in London, right? Or England somewhere? I'm going to London. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, I'm so excited. So, um, the organizer reached out to me and was like, dude, we want the U.S. perspective um, on this panel discussion. And, um, this was right in the middle of, uh, was it March that we were doing the plank challenge. And so, um, splattered Amy, um, splattered, and I launched this, um, this plank challenge, uh, just to see, like, I just wanted to, it's all about me. And my ultimate goal is to be able to do a pull-up one fucking pull-up in my life. And it has not happened for me yet. So I was like, okay, how do I do a pull-up? I obviously need to like work on some strength stuff, so we d- we launched this um, plank challenge, and I expected there to be like I don't know like 20 people who did it um, total, and we had we had like 400 and something people join wow. on, a bunch of people from the UK, a bunch of people from um, Australia, a lot of my buds. And then a bunch of people from like Canada and the U.S. um, who were all planking. We started at 15 seconds, and at the end of the month we hit four minutes um, uh, together. And they were, you know, people kind of. Some people petered as this happened. I've I've, like petered off of a thousand of these challenges along the way, Um, but there were like quite a few people who stuck with it, and it was a it was a lot of fun. And so I started connecting with a bunch of these accounts, um, you know, really amazing people um, in the UK. And so, yeah, they've invited me to come over and speak uh, at their meetup, which is uh, I leave, uh, I I jump across the pond at the end of the 25th or 26th. um, And um, we'll be speaking on a panel with uh, someone who's got uh, surgery in the UK and then a plastic surgeon and a bariatric surgeon um, about like body positivity and, um, and uh, positivity throughout this kind of process. Um, and so that I am totally, totally like honored and jazzed about. And um, I mean, sometimes Moxie has to take over London. I don't know. Who who knows what's happened? I'm not even sure. When they didn't in London? This. When I, yeah. in London? <laughs> Moxie, the extra, extra, extra. Yeah, the little extra. I yeah. might be a little extra for London. Right. Uh, yeah no, but i'm totally totally jazzed about that, and there's so many amazing people um that I have developed relationships with um in the u k that I am very very jazzed to be able to meet uh and I don't know some somehow we could just end up we yeah, i'm sure we'll end up doing all the there's a lot there was so many shenanigans in new york um and so you know i'm i think i'm I'm ready for kind of another round of um oh yeah da- dapper looking table dancing and um <laughs> uh, you know not that any of those things happened <laughs> yeah no 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 no
2: yeah i um i recall you like when we were walking around you're like yeah i slept for like 2 minutes last night and i'm like oh
1: okay <laughs> i think yeah my col- my collective sleep count was maybe 4 hours for the entire weekend we were in new york i woke up in long island on on sunday morning but you <laughs> know i mean we all got <laughs> We all got lives to live. We all got lives to live.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had I had turtle sex with Michelle. It was great. Everything, Aww, everything was
1: great. That's cute. That's cute. and I will say I don't know what's also funny is like dating. So dating in the outside world is like wild and having you know having interest from humans who like maybe would not have had interest in or you suspect maybe would not have interest with you. But I have also found it really lovely dating within the weight loss surgery community and like it is so nice to like you know be spending time with um you know humans who have had a similar experience i understand why so many people in this community end up partnering off um because there's just so much that you don't have to explain to the other person and right. you can like go on a date and order one appetizer between the two of you and you're like, Bill's, like seven dollars you're like right. damn we're living our best lives um, <laughs> um the cheapest
2: date is to bariatric patients you know. yeah totally
0: <laughs> oh, man. um speaking Sorry. of living your best life you were approved for skin removal surgery correct
1: uh, i was yes i was approved i went kind of on a whim um my program the person from my bariatric program was like, yeah, let's just go see. So I met with a, surg- a surgical, the um, surgical consult team over at Dartmouth Hitchcock in New Hampshire. And um, they recommended me for the full um, abdominal, abdominal plasty. Um, mm-hmm. And the, my insurance approved it, which I expected them to like come back with a, um, I expected them to reject it and just call for the panty. So um I, words that I never thought were going to come out of my mouth before being part of this, having this journey, but like, yes, yeah, so I'm going I'm going to have plastics. Um, <laughs> um, I guess I'm having plastic surgery. Um, mm-hmm. it, that'll probably happen in July. We're trying to figure out um, whether it's July or September, just ha- having to do with whether or not I want to be all, um, you know, cut in half um, for the rest of my summer, or if I want to wait <laughs> a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I mean, so,
0: yeah I mean that's a congrats yeah. Thanks. that's a hard thing to get approved like you just said like it's really hard
1: it's really hard and they, they the the requirements are so every insurance company is different but my insurance company required that I had documented history of skin like skin infection or skin complication or that I needed to I needed to care for the skin um, which I did um, and that your skin hangs down to your pubic bone um your and I, the the term they use is skin curtain oh which i just think is funny your skin curtain <laughs> so so ladies my my curtains be hanging um <laughs> um but my like bell, do, the way my belly sits like uh, do the curtains match the drapes or oh, well, I mean I my hair is blue so I'll let you use your imagination of <laughs> the upcakes a bitch but it's worth it yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah they so they did my evaluation and my belly like um my belly kind of pull, pulls up in the middle a little bit around my belly button so they were like oh I'm not I'm not totally sure you know you meet it on the sides but not in the front so they took all these, you know, pictures and blah, blah, blah. And it was, that's like, it's such an, it I, I, and I'm like, I don't mind being naked, but that was like, yeah, that was like a kind of an invasive thing when they're like, they're up there, like taking the pictures of your skin and like pulling it up and all of these things. And I had to like rectify it's no different than what I do on Instagram, like every, <laughs> every day. Um... <laughs> Uh, can i post this I, on instagram like that? Yeah, exactly i sat down at dinner at um the the, the new york city um meet up next to um she shed and and she she looks over at me she's like uh well it's uh it's nice to see you with clothes on <laughs> <laughs> oh i love Amberly. oh my god Amberly! and i was like oh yeah oh no yeah i'm naked a whole lot on the <laughs> mhm, um yeah yeah. So, so that that got approved. So that's happening, and um and they you know did they did the full evaluation of like all my other um, parts and pieces of which would all be cash stuff that I you know may have to think about in the a future. Carte. A la carte. And he's like, so what about um your uh what about your breast tissue? Um, and I was like, what 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 breast? <laughs> what bre-? And he he like picks up one of them and he's like, yeah, you got um none of that you have none of that left <laughs> and I was like "Yeah, you're telling me so and i'm like i don't know i one of the other shifts that like came really cl- clear to me i think throughout this journey as you know I was, these changes were happening you know so i've always been queer um i came out as queer um when i was 13 uh and you know kind of throughout this but and also i've always had this kind of just somewhat ambiguity in in gender after my son was born it was much easier for me to wear dresses all the time because buying larger maternity wear is my nightmare Mm -hmm. um so did like a a a chunk of time in a really femi space but it um it hit me like i I don't know maybe a year or so ago um that i felt much more comfortable in a non-binary like in a non-binary space so um you know i use um they them pronouns um and so when they were talking about like what to do with my breasts, they were like, Okay, and we could do implants. And I was like, huh I, don't, huh, I don't know. Uh the nice thing is that I don't have to find because I don't um have any boobs. Uh, so I guess yeah. this is uh this is the win win of um this is a secondary gain win of losing yeah. mm-hmm. all, all of your all of your titteroni uh, in the process. <laughs>
2: titteroni.
1: It's gluten free titteroni.
2: Oh, ooh, I like that um so thank you for sharing that with us and uh so you talked about you had to be on the road a lot for your former job did you have like a fast food meal of choice Uh, And that was
1: actually that was the very first thing I had to change when I when I started making changes the first thing I said was just no more fast food because that was my like it was so easy um my I think my go-to and it probably wouldn't even wasn't the most enjoyable but up in New England we got we got dunks we got Dunkin Donuts hell yeah um, hell yeah. and so like it was my like morning mo with like the largest um butter pecan iced coffee that you could possibly fit in in a car um and uh you know the <laughs> breakfast sandwich with like multiple donuts on it. Like, <laughs> and you'd be like oh no i'm this is, i'm getting stuff for people at work yeah 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 <laughs> and the cashier's like literally i don't care and i know uh, yeah. it's for you
2: <laughs> right the, the, with the, your iced coffee did you get it like light and sweet like that oh, extra extra oh
1: oh oh yeah like like, oh, like oh. A di- and now that you're like all of us are so acutely aware of what's in our food now like i think one of one of like the iced coffees i used to drink on a daily basis is like if not more than half, most of a caloric intake for a day. And I was like, and I could sometimes have more than one in a day and just not think about it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I have not touched fast food in over two years. That is one thing because that's a Pandora's box thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do allow myself Starbucks and Chipotle, like, and Five Guys, like that level of food with food in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the moment I... I have, um, fast food. I, I will be over 300 pounds in like 14 minutes. Um, because that, I just know that I won't be able to shut that door again. Um, and I feel okay about that. There's other things I have let in over the time and I'm working on what, what is moderation? look? what does messy moderation look like through all of this? But I Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, that one, I have to, that one I have to leave alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's important for everybody to sort of figure out what the Pandora box is for them, you know?
1: so
0: because that, yeah. that's like a
1: that's like a big one that's a big one for some people it's soda right like that's mine Whew, those mountain Dews.
0: <laughs> mine is soda because soda leads to me going to mcdonald's to get a large coke which leads to me eating at mcdonald's which leads to the pandora box so i have to avoid it with like
1: a plague man and fountain coke is the that's the best. Oh. But that Coke, Coke f- from
0: McDonald's. From McDonald's. The Coke from McDonald's is its own, like, league. So it's like, you can't, yeah, no. I can't. I can idolize so- it from far away, you
2: know? <laughs> Smell it from across the room. <laughs> I do. My sister brought
0: a, a freaking Mexican Coke here because those are also really good. And she opened it up, and, like, for, like, I swear to God, for, like, the whole day, I just kept passing it by, like, staring at it. Cause I couldn't get near it to touch it. Cause I was like, I'll smell it. And she's like, just throw it away. And I'm like,
2: no, (laughs) like my thing is I've heard. So I, I still drink diet Coke just because to me, like there's no calories Mm -hmm. and also I enjoy it. So like if, if diet Coke is the worst thing that I have, then like, I guess I'm a horrible person, but um, something that like, I've heard someone say like, cause I haven't had a traditional Oreo since weight loss surgery and Oreos, uh, man, like double stuff, not the regular, not the extra stuff, just the regular double stuff because the cookie to cream ratio is perfect. I haven't had one of those since surgery. And someone's like, well, just get one and buy a box and then have one every few days. And I'm like. That's not how it works.
1: Okay? <laughs> no,
2: like in a perfect world, yeah, totally. In Sarah's apartment, they wouldn't make it twenty-four hours. Okay, that's probably my
1: uh, Pandora's
2: book. Oh yeah, yeah. you got to know that,
1: yours, and that's the yeah. That you you have to know that that food item
2: mm-hmm. once that peel back Oreo lid thing. Once that peels back, there's no resealing, you know
1: what I mean? <laughs> no, that once you pop the fun don't wrong wrong product. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean same. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, so Moxie, is there like just to kind of summarize everything, uh, is there anything that you would personally tell yourself in the past, some like words of wisdom that you would give somebody sort of like in your same situation? Um and advice. I'm trying to say words, Sarah, help me.
2: Do For we, example, cut like out? some final, Yeah, no, it's okay. Just like final thoughts, like what to sum up your experience and any advice that you would give to other people who are on their journey
1: or not journey. on a journey at all. Journey or not on your journey. Um. Yeah. I, I think, Um. I think that the things that I have learned, Um, along the way is to like never undercut what you're capable of like I had no idea and I am like continually find these things um, that I didn't know I could do or were capable of and I'm like it it builds momentum and so like and and we I think you know when you are for me when I was over you know my starting weight was 338 pounds and so when you're dreaming about what this could be, like to go from three thirty eight to you know to wherever your goal is feel that's a really big task, but like it comes in all of these little steps and like and trying those things and shouting out the wins and then like finding your people to like celebrate that with and you know for many of us, I think that's you know we've we've found that in Instagram, but there's so many like local you know local groups um I, I think we've talked about. I've heard it on the on people in the packet. Like the Facebook groups are dangerous, and I would say like stay the fuck away from those. But like the like find your people, um, and find the safe place of someone who you can say like I did this thing and it's great, and like you get that air high five, and also that person who can like acknowledge and sit with you and hold space for you when you're struggling, and um. I I I've, I've always been a sharer um but but only things that were very distant from myself I would say all the things the TMI things because like that didn't matter to me but like I've really started to lean into like sharing the deeper parts of myself and saying the things that make me feel like scared and vulnerable and finding those like safe people um there are a few people I have connected with through this community who like I know we'll be connected for Ever, and and we were able to just like get right there immediately so like find your people know that you are so fucking capable of doing this and that all of this happens in little in little wins and little changes and little wins in trial and error and just as much from our fucking failures along the way as we will ever learn from our wins um and so um you know just kind of being open to letting this be being a journey, we don't get to use the tube technology to get to the end before we have like done all the things. And I'm still like, you know, I'm at um, a goal maintenance space, but I'm still setting goals for myself and I still have places I'm, you know, I struggle or um am wanting to like move and grow in. And so just being kind of trying to remain um, nimble and open-minded uh, to where things might go. Is, imp- is important for me to remember in moments that I get kind of frustrated that, you know, it's not like you, you get to goal and then all of a sudden, you know, everything is easy. it, it I still, it still work all the time. Um, and that's okay. Because that means I still get to win all the time. And I still get to learn from struggles all the time. Um, and luckily enough, I get to do it with fricking amazing humans like y'all, so. Aww. Uh, gosh darn it i like you and i told you I we're like friends. you guys I yes. like you. We're all friends.
2: we're
1: all um,
0: friends that was beautifully said by the way yeah
2: thank you you're you are um just everything i was trying to think of some form of tits to describe you with <laughs> like, you are
1: non you are very flat non-binary tits
2: you are 73 thousand non-binary, non-binary genderless <laughs> tits. Okay, oh my
1: Moxie? God.
2: That is the you are all thing. the non-binary tits. <laughs> That's the sweetest <laughs> thing anyone's ever said to me. We should probably date is what I'm saying. Like, so. oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much, Moxie, for joining us today here on Thick Thoughts Podcast. You are the thickest of thoughts. Um, yes. Yeah. And if you guys enjoyed our podcast please go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and everywhere you li- you're listening to us right now um, follow us on our Instagram follow um, moxie uh, at treat yourself good uh,
1: on Instagram and um... for having me on and thank you all for keeping me like on inspired and on point and I'm excited to meet each and every one of you at some point uh, that would happen <laughs> You're an amazing person
0: to hang out with, by the way. So that's all I got to say. So thank you, everybody.